This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and this Tuesday, like every other single day, I'm going to read you an article to make you a better real estate investor. The article comes from biggerpockets.com blog, but you're busy. So we give you the information in audio form too. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. Five Reasons Why Section 8 Tenants Are the Best Renters by Shea Bynes. Real estate investors have a love-hate relationship with Section 8 housing, the largest rental assistance program for low-income renters. Section 8 tenants receive housing vouchers, which help afford rental costs. And despite the myths, these tenants are fantastic. The program is managed by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, as well as hundreds of regional public housing authorities, PHAs, across the country, who administer the program at the local level. Busting Section 8 Myths You've heard them. We've all heard them. Stereotypes about Section 8 tenants abound. Among the most common warnings, one, they won't care for your property. Put differently, 
they will trash your house. Two, they're unstable and won't pay their portion of the rent. Three, they'll attract drama and crime. Sure, there will be cases where these hold true, especially if you don't screen well. More on this later. But most of the time, myths are just that. Myths. They won't care for your property. Bad tenants come in all shapes, sizes, income groups, and professions. Wealthy people and college students trash homes. Don't kid yourself. Just because somebody has a good job or makes a decent income doesn't mean they will take care of your house. One strategy is purposefully not buying in any places commonly perceived as Section 8 neighborhoods or high crime and blighted areas. And the voucher holders you want to attract prefer not to live there either. Proper screening is essential for Section 8 success. Consider asking your applicants, all your applicants, not just Section 8, if you can visit their current residence. That will tell you all you need to know about how well they maintain their home. And their kids, the majority of voucher participants are families with children, we know that some kids, especially younger ones, can be a bit harder on the property. But that is not always the case, especially if the parents train them appropriately. Either way, considering Section 8 renters stay for 5, 10, 15, or even 20 years, a little extra wear and tear doesn't necessarily hurt my bottom line because I deal with so little turnover. <laughs> They're unstable and won't pay their rent. It's tempting to think someone on government assistance is likely to move around a lot. This isn't necessarily true. Often, a housing voucher is a tenant's golden ticket to a neighborhood free from drugs, gangs, and other negative influences. A gateway to a better quality of life for the entire family. So when they move into one of my houses... They usually stay for many, many years. If you rent a property to a couple making a combined $200,000 per year income, common in larger, more expensive cities, here's what's likely to happen. They'll stay for one, maybe two, or possibly three years, then leave to buy their own house. For buy and hold investors, turnover and vacancy is by far the biggest expense, especially if not carefully managed and controlled. When Section 8 tenants stay for a very long time, your turnover and vacancy costs are minimized. Cash flow goes directly to your bottom line. Plus, they're motivated to stay on top of rent. Not doing so might mean that golden ticket voucher is taken away, spoiling their chance to keep their family in a safe, more prosperous neighborhood. They attract drama and crime. Most people, especially parents, living in underserved, low-income neighborhoods, are no different than you or me. They want to put their kids in good schools and live near desirable amenities such as shops, public transportation, parks and rec centers, just like anyone else. A large number of Section 8 tenants have absolutely no criminal history or onerous red flags, like evictions, complaints, or housing violations. They just want their family to live in a quality house in a nice area and to rent from a good landlord. This is not rocket science. HUD promises on-time payments. With Section 8 tenants, landlords receive my rents, either in full or a large percentage, via HUD or local PHAs. Payments come on time every single month via direct deposit into your business checking account. HUD doesn't give excuses about late rent. The money is there. 
In fact, their housing assistance payments have been consistently funded in full for decades and hold billions of dollars in reserves. However, there are important differences between HUD's two main fair housing programs. Housing Choice Vouchers Housing Choice Vouchers allow a tenant to live anywhere that accepts vouchers. This makes up the bulk of the Section 8 program. Only households with a monthly income less than 50% of the median income for the area in which they reside can apply for the program. HUD sets and maintains median income values for each region of the country, and the data can be accessed on HUD's Office of Policy Development and Research website. Vouchers can be used for multiple unit housing, single-family homes, or townhouses. The median family incomes for each region are used to calculate HUD's 50% income limits for the Section 8 Housing Choice Voucher Program. Project-Based Vouchers Receiving a Housing Choice Voucher can take between 3 and 6 years in some areas. While an applicant waits, they can utilize a Project-Based Voucher, PBV. A PBV is only good for a specific rental unit. Landlords can apply with state or municipal governments to be eligible for the PBV program. With a project-based voucher, the tenant will pay 30% of their household's gross monthly income, and the Public Housing Authority will cover the rest. Do not confuse project-based vouchers with housing projects and the stigma associated with the phrase. PBVs can be as simple as a duplex. Landlords receive protection from tenants' financial hardships. If a tenant goes on an unpaid leave of absence from work, say due to maternity or health issues, HUD covers the payment while they recover. That's great for tenants and landlords. After all, you would likely need to evict non-Section 8 tenants dealing with similar circumstances due to non-payment of rent. You'd be faced with a short-term vacancy. HUD protects your near-term cash flow, and the housing assistance payments help tenants through a tough time without disrupting their living arrangements. Section 8 rents can be higher. Not only are rent payments guaranteed and stable despite a tenant's hardship, but HUD is sometimes the best in town when it comes to rental rates. Section 8 tenants pay a fixed percentage of their income, and the government or Section 8 program pays the difference. That means that tenants can apply to more expensive properties than they might otherwise. For example, you might be able to get $1,200 to $1,600 per month in lower-income neighborhoods where the purchase prices are less than $75,000. In higher-end areas, you would pay at least twice as much for the property, but still get the same amount in rent. Yes, nicer areas appreciate more quickly, but appreciation is icing on the cake anyway. HUD and local public housing authorities calculate their fair market rent, FMR, for each geographic area in the United States, which determines the maximum rent a landlord can charge to the Section 8 tenant. FMRs include the cost of basic utilities like heating, air, and electric, regardless of whether the tenant or the landlord pays those expenses. FMRs also take into account family size and rental unit size. Here's an example. If a Section 8 tenant makes $2,000 per month, they will only pay about 40% of their income for rent, about $800 in this case. If the person rents a house that costs $1,000, then the government will pay $200. And if they rent a house that costs $10,000, the government will pay $9,200. The tenant pays $800 in both scenarios. You can look up the FMRs in your area through HUD's documentation system. 
Section 8 Marketing is free or low cost. On GoSection8.com, you can list properties and review tenant profiles. For a small fee, property owners can create a premium listing. Yes, some low-income applicants don't have internet access. However, HUD also provides paper listings in the local PHA offices for those without internet access. Long Section 8 waiting lists equals short vacancies. Perhaps not every city has a mile-long list of Section 8 participants with vouchers seeking housing, but many do. There are also famously long waiting lists of low-income families seeking to become eligible for a housing voucher. Filling a vacancy is a pretty quick process once your property is inspected and approved for the program by HUD Real Estate Assessment Center, REAC employees. With careful screening, landlord references, and respect for your tenants as well as pride in your property, you will vastly reduce the probability of experiencing your own Section 8 horror story. Keep in mind that public housing authority social workers also conduct thorough screening of all waiting list candidates. And it doesn't stop there. If you have an issue with a tenant or a family member, you have extra recourse outside of eviction. In addition, you can contact the social workers directly to mediate any issues with a tenant who's stepping outside of the lease agreement. Hope you enjoyed hearing that perspective. Before you go, are you interested in getting your personal finances in order? Then check out the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast, hosted by Scott Trench and Mindy Jensen. To learn how to save for big-time investments and launch yourself toward the life of your dreams. I'm Tyler, and I can guarantee you, I'll be right back here tomorrow.